0: Hi everybody, it's wrong time memory and if it sounds a little
1: bit funny it's because we're, I'm recording on an iPad but we'll, we'll speak about it. How are you Colin, you right Yeah I'm good mate, I'm good. Uh, we, we're a little bit of a, an issue recording tonight but we've come up with a contingency I should say you've come up with one and uh, we're here, we're recording and uh, we're going to get this out on Patreon to, everybody, well, the, to the top tiers right away tonight since they've been waiting a little bit while for it. So that means uh, the top guys like Mark Brown, Robert McMillan, Lee Ruffin, Stuart Glass and Andy Sladen and all those fanatics and uh, some of the other £7 guys will get it early tonight, thankfully. Um, Jack, how's you? Tell us about your drama you've had in the last 10 minutes. It's
0: not a drama. Like, we we obviously, well, we said we record at half past seven. I went, right, OK, got quarter past seven, looking for my laptop everywhere. I was in work today. I've left it in the car and carrying it as a way out helping decorate the uh, step boy's new flat, basically. And she's been up there to like one, two in the morning every night, the last sort of three, four nights. So I don't want to bother, I phone her and say, because she just left the house about half an hour ago. So I don't want to phone her and say, bring a laptop back then. So like I say, we're going to record our iPad, but hopefully it's not going to make much of a difference. Uh, you don't tune in for the sound, I don't think. You, sh- you tune in for uh, us to chat. And this was actually, I think it's a, a patron, Scott had sort of sent a big bunch of links and he sent links and he must have not listened to some of the shows before because he, he suggested doing some like crazy mental illnesses and stuff like that and as soon as it popped up the Alison Wonderland syndrome popped in my head and does that ring a bell? I'm sure we've done it before.
1: I read your tweet, oh, on here? I don't remember it but that doesn't mean we didn't do it. Yeah it? We, def- we definitely
0: did. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it could well be. Um. We are, we, we, we did two shows recently, Jack, on the 36 questions to fall in love. Um, it got a little bit heavy. Um, It got a little bit extreme, I think. And uh, when we sat down to do the, the final 12 questions, we found they were actually quite similar to some of the previous ones. So we've paused that probably won't go back to it and this is a mad demand to do it, hence doing something a little bit different tonight, uh, appealed to the listeners that we've got on Twitter for some ideas, and that's how we've kind of come up with this one, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so we're going to sort of do, like, when I say the history of medicine, it's not going to be like a full-scale history of medicine, we're not going to be, like, starting way, way back, we're literally just going to be looking at old-timey doctors, in inverted commas, and some of the shit that they thought, basically would work for ailments in the past before any sort of science, basically. Um, so, uh, this is Scott that suggested this, and he actually sent all the links and stuff like that. So, um, cheers for that, because it saved saved us <laughs> coming up with something. But it, well, some of it is, some of it is quite
1: interesting. Yeah. When, I, when I saw that he'd sent a link with a list of stuff on it, I just thought well, that would be the show. <laughs> uh, It was so, I fair play to him. Thank you very much for doing that, Scott. Um, It's much appreciated. So, I thank you. You
0: ever get uh,
1: hay fever? I think we've spoken about this before. Um, I used to suffer from it really badly, and I wore glasses, and it was extremely frustrating. Um, It got worse when I started having contact lenses. Um, They brought out a hay fever vaccine, a hay fever injection that you could go for and um, it was only on the market for about six months then they took it off because it was dangerous and it never came back again. I got that vaccine and it completely killed my hay fever and I don't, I'm do not i not aware of anything else bad that's happened with it. So I've never had hay fever in over a decade since I got this this injection for it um, but for whatever reason they took it off the market and don't offer it anymore and nobody else can get it but it completely... Got rid of mine. And mine was quite bad. Right.
0: Okay. Well, I can hear myself coming out of your side. By the way, it's I might not record it, but it's really off-putting to me. So,
1: while I, that, because I've not put my headphones in yet. Yeah.
0: So when so, you put my headphones in, I will. Um. I've I've got heat fever now. I never used to have it, and supposedly there's a big change in pollen a couple of years ago because a lot of people that used to have it now don't have it, and it's this pollen thing. This cure. For hay fever would have really appealed to me back in the day when i was younger um, and it's cocaine basically um many believed that the allergies could be cured by taking some cocaine basically um, and this was discovered and um, not to be the case obviously by dr george Frederick laidlaw who at the time was quite a, a recognized and leading pathologist um in new york is quoted as saying if you can't cure it without cocaine you'd better keep the hay fever and there's an article that you can see on the site, actually, um, from an old timely paper, um, just entitled Cocaine and Hay Fever. So you get an injection, you get injected with drugs, I still have it, I take antihistamine. Don't. Some, sometimes I don't feel like it makes a dent in it. You know, you take antihistamine, you're still sniffling, your eyes are still gone and stuff like that. It just doesn't make any difference. If yeah. you take a line of cocaine and it would go away. I still probably wouldn't, because I don't do that anymore. But uh, back in the day, I probably would have jumped at the chance for any excuse to take it. But, yes. Yeah, it's very, the, very, the,
1: very the bad for you. Comes. I'm glad that you're not doing that anymore, Jack. I'm very glad.
0: Yeah, so am man, man. Fucking waste of money. Don't get me wrong with like, uh, You always get fed. dogs are so bad. They're so bad. Tons of people do them because they're fun <laughs> at the time. And then they stop being fun. And that's when you sort of fucking wrap it on the head so yeah i managed to do that many years ago so good stuff good stuff um what about yes move on to next one you
1: get notes in front of you as well mate yeah i do yeah i mean this 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 is cracking content it's, this okay. I've, I've somehow managed to um hide everything on skype apart from the stop recording button um <laughs> i've no idea what i've done or how to get it back or even if this is recording now um, it's recording, so. yeah
0: as that is, it says it my side
1: cordon, so Right, Well, I've lost your face. I've lost everything else, which isn't great, but fuck it. Uh, yeah, so the next thing on the notes that I do have about is about treating malaria, um, not with a medicine, but with a magic wand. Word, uh, that is. Right? But, oh, magic did, word, sorry. Yeah, right, okay, a magic have you, word.
0: Have you read these notes? Have you, have you looked at these? Yeah, is this the first time you've seen
1: them? No, I, I did scan through them earlier. Right, okay, uh, because I, I just,
0: what is the one magic word that
1: everybody knows it's 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 not it's not abracadabra it fucking
0: is keep reading me keep reading me. <laughs> okay, God.
1: so there's a lot of strange historical treatments for malaria but one cure was a magical charm recommended by roman physician in the third century ce patients were told to write abracadabra over and over on a piece of paper <laughs> with one less letter on each line until the letters formed a triangle with just an a at the bottom Then they had to tie the paper with flax and wear it around their necks for nine days before tossing it into an east running stream. If that didn't work, they were supposed to rub themselves with lion fat. Fuck off. Right, so you're telling me that in the days of lion fat, you also had just bits of paper kicked about in biro pens?
0: It it been? Oh, the so of, I, th- it's this one, was
1: yeah. in the okay. first the third <laughs> right. century. There was no the paper think, in the 3rd century. I
0: don't. I don't think they're writing it with a sharpie, eh, mate. I don't know what they're writing it with, like if they're scraping it in something or whatever. But aye, it's not quite a pen. But um, you have to see. I've, I've not tried it myself, but I'd imagine trying to like get the fat from a line is quite an arduous process. And if you if you've got fucking malaria, you're probably not up to the the challenge of. Um, killing a lion and then bubbling up whatever to get the
1: fat out i'm not really sure how you get fat <laughs> out of line but no i can't imagine getting anything out of a lion it's particularly easy at any time never mind when you're full of malaria um but yeah that's that's a mad one and it's usually me that brings to the, the facts and you end up being a bit too piece of them i'm dubious of that one because it sounds like this guy is, is the option of either killing a lion or going to staples um so nah not having that one um, this next one is about syphilis and treating it with mercury. Jack, can I find this was something that happened in the 16th to the 20th century?
0: Yeah, quite a quite a, quite a common thing um, was mercury. In, like, where do you get syphilis? In, in your,
1: on your cock
0: usually, isn't it? Yeah, and a lot of the time they would literally just inject mercury into your cock.
1: Fucking um, hell. I'm
0: just going off memory here. I've actually, I'm actually not reading reading the notes here but yeah I'm pretty sure they
1: would inject it straight into your um, straight into your cock. they used it for our this... consultation and stuff like yeah, that yeah so they're probably putting up the farter as well like fucking hell um, I've always wanted to play with Mercury you know um, we we're too young to have been allowed Mercury at school they stopped that but Mercury always looked like a fun thing to play with because it just kind of rolls about and it moves form and all that sort of stuff I think like I'd quite enjoyed science at school if you were still getting to play with Mercury and stuff like that
0: yeah, I seen a video the other day. You know, like a big anvil, like a big metal, fucking huge anvil. Yes. And they, they were floating it in mercury because mercury's so dense.
1: They right. Okay. Put anvils
0: in it so That was pretty cool to see. But yeah, we had a Lewis and Clark, the guys that sort of, I don't not kind of mapped America almost were like the first sort of explorers to head uh, west or whatever. These, these guys, like all, all them and their team took hundreds of sort of mercury pills basically to. They were like sh- they were sh- doing a lot of shagging. A lot of them had syphilis and other diseases. And, Ray, like Okay. Historians and archaeologists can actually sort of pinpoint the places where they are because there's like a massive mercury content, and because all you know, the pills and all really the pissing and all that sort of stuff they were doing. So that's how poison it is that you can still find it nowadays. You know, um, they did figure it out. Doctors eventually figured it out. Uh, 18th century, which is probably almost maybe, maybe hundred hundred years after these guys were sort of crossing America figured out that mercury poisoning was actually a thing and um, they didn't completely ban using it but they sort of said use it in moderation basically just take a wee bit of mercury and you might be all right um, okay fair but enough. it's not it's not uncommon for like metals to be a, a drug because lithium literally lithium and it's still supposedly the most the best medication for I don't know if it's bipolar or one of these sort of mental illnesses and lithium is the best the best thing for it but they, they, t- they tend to use it less nowadays so it can work and I can see why some people may have thought it did work in the past.
1: So lithium's interest actually lithium is said to be probably the next big thing that we're going to go to war over um, yeah. mainly because something like 85% of the world's lithium is found in Chile And uh, Chile are basically sitting on all those reserves. And um, I read an article this week about it. And if you read it, if you read like American journalism just now, they're starting to write quite snidey stuff about Chile all the time. And rather than saying things like Chile has built up a great industry from lithium, they're starting stories with things like Chile are sitting on an unprecedented supply of lithium and stuff like that and making them out to be the bad guys. So. I think that's going to be the next war, Jack. It's going to be a war of lif- war over lithium because it's so in the need for batteries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
0: So in the groundwork to make Chile dickheads, basically.
1: Pretty much what they're doing, yeah. Which which seems mad because going war to Chile, going to war against Chile has not got the best track record for anybody. Um, they, they they seem to be quite good at the old war, does Chile? Are they um, bad at yeah. it? they had the. Was that not where like J and you know, all that came from and stuff like that?
0: That, that's a bit of um, history that i'm not too um clued up on is the old shut stuff.
1: up have i just out history you yeah
0: yeah you might have made all that uh, south american stuff i'm am not really up to you. because there's not been a rest history podcast about that that's where i get all uh-huh. my history right, from okay. podcasts like it's not like i'm pure right, reading, fair reading all sorts of history books and stuff like that it's more than um, if it's not been covered in that then i'm probably pretty fucked so um they're doing portugal <laughs> just now
1: anyway all right okay that's quite interesting
0: this one's just pretty short and sweet you know say you're having heart palpitations you know how like that you, you might be having a panic attack or something you're not feeling great um, yes just grab that rag mate stick it in that vinegar and then just rub yourself with a vinegar soap rag and you'll feel tip top in five minutes oh
1: okay i don't know about that i bet hey let's try anything heart palpitations can't be fun so yeah I'll give that a go i suppose it's vinegar is one of these things where it, it, it literally can be used for so many things um, like The amount of like life hacks and tips I've seen about cleaning, where they just say use vinegar. Apparently, it's like it's the best cleaning fluid you can use and stuff like that as well.
0: Uh, and I don't know what one. I don't know if it's a bee sting or a wasp sting, but you put it in one of them because one's acidic and one's alkaline, and it makes it better. But I don't know what one it is. So yeah.
1: Um. Um, Yeah, this next one's interesting because it's it's not an illness. Um, Avoid tipsiness uh, Using ground up bird beaks Now, this is an odd one for me Because surely if you're drinking in the first place You're probably wanting to get tipsy This uh, this would make more sense if it was going to be Avoid hangovers Or avoid spewing and stuff like that But Avoid getting tipsy That kind of defeats the point a little bit But an ancient Assyria What's that word? I don't know where we are on the notes (laughs) An ancient Assyria? Assyria Assyria Assyria, what's that? I've never heard that in my life. I don't
0: know. It's probably a country that's changed name. It might be, maybe just changed to Syria because a lot of uh, shit that
1: happened over back in the... Yeah, uh, maybe they've changed it because the first three letters are A-S-S. Um. <laughs> um so, yeah, but apparently bird beaks were ground up. They were combined with myrrh. That's what the wise men had. And they ate it. And um, supposedly this helped you avoid getting tipsy. But it does sound horrendous, like eating a fucking bird's beak. Uh, and Mur, I think Mur's the green one, so that's not great. And you're just eating it. I, I, I'd, I'd rather be tipsy.
0: You'd rather be tipsy because this whole section's sort of hangover and drink heavy. So like like you say, is obviously when you start drinking, you want to get drunk, but when you wake up the next morning, you've got a hangover. Um, back in the day, it used to make a tea made of shit or owl eggs, basically. Uh, supposedly this was in the Wild West, so not that long ago considering we're back in the third century, no that long ago. Um basically yeah, just fucking rabbit poo and then our legs mixed with <laughs> that's a very good one. Mix it with wine and then drink it for three days to <laughs> get <laughs>
1: Bloody hell. That's fucking ridiculous. It's and
0: head of the dog, basically because that scientifically works. It's not, it's not a great idea, but it does actually work, it does make you feel better. So um that it seems to me be though
1: whole... I'd always my idea about hair of the dog is you're just prolonging the agony, aren't you? Because the hair of the dog just gets you a little bit tipsy again, but then the high overall in again later, won't it? So you're just prolonging it, I think. Um, yeah. but it's it's not something you know what? I don't think it's something I've ever done, Jack. Unless I've been on like a see if I'm away like on a a boys' weekend or something like that, where you're you are planning to be drinking multiple days in a row and stuff like that, then that's kind of normal. I've never woke up with a hangover and had something else to drink. I, I I can't think of anything worse.
0: I've occasionally done it when I've been bowling and stuff like that, but again, that's when i a Friday night bowling Saturday, and then you're probably going to be staying out for a few pints anyway. But it's sort of planned, yeah. It's not like I just wake up in the morning in the house and think I'm going to have a drink. No. no.
1: Yeah, no, nah, it's not for me. Um, And the last one on this section, um, eat pickled sheep's eyes um to cure a hangover um this goes back to the mongol days with Gen- genghis khan um and they used to eat pickled sheep eyes for breakfast and they said this got rid of the hangover um they still do this to this day but after the eye they drink a glass of tomato juice as well um a glass of tomato juice is equally as horrible as a fucking eye i think i don't think
0: i've ever had tomato juice
1: i've worked in a bar before and had to pour them for people <laughs> And it was like the little Schweppes glass bottles of tomato juice, and mm-hmm. it just it just seemed wrong. It's just it's not something that it's not something that you should be drinking.
0: No, it's not. If you don't fancy eating sheep size to cure a hangover, you might go for something like a breakfast pie or something like that. You know, like something stodgy and beautiful. And where can you get those tasty as fuck pies?
1: Well, the only place I'd be going for a breakfast pie what? is a David Cock's go- Quality Butcher Jack, uh, either in their bridgeton store. Uh, 29A Main Street or at King's Park at number 6 Kings Heath Avenue because uh, that is the award-winning butcher uh, been going since back in 1970 and genuinely wins awards and win prizes for being like, the best butcher in Glasgow and wins things at the British Business Awards and they don't win those because they're nice guys that just that's just a wee bonus that they're nice guys they win it because the food's so good uh, the breakfast pies the steaks the sausages It's all tremendous and uh, they support the pod and we like shouting them out as often as we can. Uh, There's a few listeners now that have gotten board, and used them at a couple of deliveries and stuff like that and they've all raved about it. So if you've not done it yet, look them up on davidcoxbutchers.co.uk and uh, they've got a home delivery service or you can have a look at what they're offering and then pop to one of the stores yourself and get it in hand.
0: Yeah, they deliver nationwide as well, so all over the UK so you don't need to stay in Glasgow to taste the best meats out. So, so uh, another thing they used to use to sober up. So you're pissed, you want to get sober before before you get back to the house so the message doesn't start busting uh, you up basically. Used to use a lot of saffron. Uh, the Red Book of Hergest um, was a Welsh manuscript from 1382 that contained a lot of sort of herbal remedies and stuff like that, including one to remove drunkenness that involved eating bruised saffron with spring water. Uh, sadness could also be cured by saffron too at least in moderation according to the the health herg, the hergst know, i'm probably absolutely murdering that. and um, if you would be at all times merry eat saffron and meat or drink and you'll never be sad but beware of eating too much at least you should die of excessive joy so don't eat too much of it or you might od on saffron
1: basically yeah or you might go broke because it's, saffron's the a pound for a pound is more expensive than gold isn't it it's the most expensive spice is it yeah it's proper expensive saffron uh very expensive uh like a pound of saffron will cost you far more than a pound of gold
0: see i thought all right no i'm not i don't have anything to say that might be true that might be true it's I know definitely
1: true I, know I, that, I i i'm positive on this one i
0: know, it, uh, I, I know that tr- like truffles are fucking super expensive um, i did not think there
1: was any spices
0: that were that expensive anymore but uh so why would like,
1: you look that up i've just looked it up right so right. saffron can go for as much as ten thousand dollars per kilogram right oh, fucking hell. Yeah. and one of the reasons for this is because the harvest is so minuscule basically for each flower that they harvest and they take the, the saffron from they get mm-hmm. roughly 0.006 grams per flower so to get a kilo of it you would actually need to get a hundred and fifty thousand flowers, so yeah, that's it's, nothing, it's, the it's, it, it, it's the work that because it's the work that into it basically mm-hmm. um, that, that causes that. But um, that's madness. But yeah, more expensive than gold.
0: Yeah, one here. I'm not going to read this, but because I think we all know how fucking stupid that is. But uh, there used to be an advertisement that would promote cigarettes as <laughs> as a cure for asthma. Like I kind of get going like that. Smoke a fag, and it might make you like wake up or whatever or relax or something like that but the the fact that they've went right into the old lung disease thing um is just absolutely mental and this was even at a time when they knew that that's they, hit, they knew that they were lying anyway and they were just fucking pushing
1: this myth that's yeah. what i was going to ask you actually i was going to ask you if you knew if it was like this was coming from a place of ignorance or if it was just a place of badness but it sounds like it's just came from a place of badness um it's amazing, like, I know you smoke, right? So, um, I hope you don't mind me saying that on the, on there. Um,
0: no, I mate, mean, I smoke. I'm actually just about to roll a cigarette as, as we Ah, do. You,
1: you mention <laughs> it in every show, actually, that you're about to roll a cigarette. <laughs> that's right. Um, I was talking to my daughter uh, this week. She FaceTimed me on, I think, I think it was Sunday, we were chatting, and um, she was she just dropped into conversation that one of the boys that she's at university with has started smoking, and it literally blew my mind that there's. There's kids like 18, 19 that are starting to smoke in 2022. Like, Maybe that's crazy, yeah. It's mental because it's 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 definitely not cool now. You can't say you do it to look cool because it's not cool. It's fucking awful. Um, it's so fucking expensive. And there's literally wall-to-wall information about how bad it is for you. So somebody actually making the choice to start that as a youngster, I was genuinely shocked by it. Couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, and the they'll vape nowadays is which is mad. Like there's so many like that that's gonna be many years until we figure out exactly how that fucks up. But um puffing any smoke into your lungs is not going to be good. Doesn't matter if it comes out of fag, which is obviously much worse because of the like, tarn shit in it. We know that for sake. But I started when I was young and it was the one thing that I would go back and change would be the smoking, but it's an it's an addiction now, and this little click here is is me smoking a cigarette so I do apologize guys right you move on to the next one because this is the when I hear this word I always think of like rapists basically
1: yeah when I see this word I always struggle to say it so I appreciate you asking me to read this one out um chloroform yeah yeah, thank you because you said that I can say it no problem now uh chloroform uh another treatment that was believed to be a cure for asthma was chloroform Um, There was an article here that claims that one treatment with chloroform completely relieved all symptoms of asthma. Uh, This belief would eventually result in the death of patients (laughs) who overdosed on this during an asthma attack. And we've got an example here of a court case um, where um, somebody claimed the death was accidental. Um, A coroner uh, jury in the case of somebody called Mrs Pearson uh, overdosed on chloroform. And um, it says here, it had been taken to relieve the pain following a very severe attack of asthma. <sighs> Madness. Like, I suppose, like, back in the day, Jack, they they didn't tend to test things properly. Like, I know it's bad to test on animals and stuff, and they're trying to get away from that. But back in the day, they literally just tried things on people, didn't they? And people just died trying to learn how medicine works and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I've noticed about this... Uh... You can see the article again on the website if you want to look at the old timey papers. See that it has been taken to believe the pain, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do you notice that it's like some people used to do this when they were texting? Every single word's got a capital letter at the start.
1: Yeah, Who, there's somebody that does that just now. Who is it that does that? It's not anybody we know, is it? Yeah, no, it is. It's somebody we know, because it's somebody we know, kinda know. Who is it that does it? Oh, I can't remember can't remember i probably shouldn't see it if i do remember it but yeah there's some day that we we we've been made aware of that does that basically every every message they send sort of thing is every word's capitalized
0: it's mental mental um, it's crazy what more, more smoke related ones smoke enemies this time so getting tobacco uh lighting it up and like basically pumping it up people's asses quite a lot pumping it into the intestines again they thought it was a Treatment for cholera, um, and it was sort of said to be an alternative to opium, which is quite quite the painkiller, um, that they used to just fire into absolutely everything. All these sort of cural things. I think we'll get to one later on. A soothing syrup, basically, one of these cure-alls. Uh, they would cure you because you were either pissed or fucking for cocaine or opium and stuff like that. So that's why <laughs> these things made you feel better. But yeah, um, putting tobacco what people's ass. That was in QI I remember years ago. You know the the sort
1: of we i'm
0: showing you the wee sort of puffer things like yeah i, I can't
1: like see you because i've, oh, right, I've, broken, like I've a, broken my skype application kind of so. like a
0: weird cordain thing that you you push up and down and it would puff out something you used to fill that full of smoke stick the wee knobby up somebody's and then just pump them full of smoke basically to try to that was to bring them back to life if they drowned so they never had um Hi it's me Jack your favourite host of Wrong Term Memory giving you an update on our Patreon We now offer a £1 a month service at WrongTermMemory.com No that's not right, at Patreon.com forward slash Memory. May as well just leave that in Yeah fuck it, we've also reduced the price of our top tiers by a pound a month as well So head on over to our Patreon and get bonus episodes and early access ad free episodes You won't need to listen to this Absolute travesty again. What do you call the hoop things that you throw into water to save
1: people? <laughs> <laughs> a, <laughs> a, a ring? A life, a life, a life preserver? Yeah, um, one of them.
0: It's the, instead of them, they had these sort of wee accordion puffer smoking so that if anybody was down and you could blow smoke up their arse and it would save them.
1: Is that where the phrase blowing smoke up somebody's arse comes from?
0: It might be. Um, very yeah. well,
1: might be. Um, it's funny this. So we're talking about enemas, and um, I suppose it goes hand in hand. or arse some arse with a colonic irrigation sort of thing. Um, I've been watching a channel on TikTok of a woman that does colonics and she basically films the procedures and puts them on TikTok. And like, you obviously don't see people's arses, but you see these these uh, clear tubes basically and the that's stuff that's the magic. stuff that's coming out right would you like one jack because i would i would i think i'd kind of fucking love to get one
0: uh yeah i've i've I I spoke to you about it but i've spoke to spoke to my missus about I, I think I'd, I'd quite like to get cleaned up inside a bit aye?
1: yeah i think it would be pretty cool um i'm not so keen on the shoving something up your arse part but the the stuff that i think could potentially come out could be could be bad yeah, it could be mad
0: See, because I we are all full of shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much science is behind it, but obviously you're like a lot of the time your mental health and stuff like that. This is quite connected to your gut. You get quite a lot of your, your, the the stuff that makes you happy. What they do call it, dopamine. Or quite a lot yeah, of that yeah. comes from your gut and stuff like that as well. And supposedly mm. cleaning that out and getting rid of a lot of junk makes you feel better. I don't know if that's pseudo science nonsense or if it actually um makes a little bit of sense but i've heard it makes you feel tip-top after it after getting cleaned out because you can imagine some of the stuff that's been stuck in there for fucking knows how long yeah. maybe we'll
1: do but it, like maybe, it. We, maybe we could do it for a pod jack we, we'll go for a we'll go for a one of those days where we you and get that done and we'll pod during it
0: <laughs> that uh robin Romesh now they've got a tv show uh-huh.
1: uh, they,
0: they've they they've had that done together
1: oh have they like on, on the tv
0: on the tv show yeah
1: Mm, okay i didn't know that That's because i I know that richard blackwood did it on the tv um years ago
0: masterchef film, like, I'm watching old oh, ones it? I, that's my new thing celebrity masterchef <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it the current one from this year
0: uh, i'm watching that but i've been back a couple of seasons and started watching older ones to get my fix when
1: it's not on ah <laughs> uh, because i saw i saw a bit of it this year with one of the chuckle brothers on it which was pretty cool yeah um, I think it was Paul, um, who, by the way, if you're listening, Paul Chuckle, um, I've been sending you messages for four years to come on this <laughs> podcast, and you keep ignoring me, you bastard. Right, come on this podcast <laughs> to me, to you. Um, okay, there. Here's a. Here's one that sounds fucking lovely. Uh, curing toothache with electricity. Um, this is this Wesley fella again suggesting that patients with toothache be electrified. Uh, This comes when the idea of electrotherapy was fairly new back in the 1700s, but they started using it and did so regularly until the early 1900s for illnesses like epilepsy, paralysis, impotence, tapeworms and more. Uh, Some people, even Jack, just quite like electrotherapy just for general wellness. Um, The the thing that amazes me about that is those examples they've given you there, epilepsy, paralysis, impotence, tapeworms. They're all massively different things affecting different parts of the body. They're just throwing electric at it. Just throw electricity at this thing and see if we can fix it.
0: Seems like electricity I was a new toy or something at the time. And they thought, like, let's just pump people full of it and see what happens.
1: <laughs> it's, it's the new Herbalife. Just, just try, yeah. it. Her, try Herbalife, it'll be fine.
0: This is one that I'd heard of before, and it was basically milk transfusions. In the late 19th century, milk was like believed at the time to be the perfect, I'm using that word, um coily basically, um, the perfect substitute for blood um, and I actually worked a few times like so it kind of worked as a transfusion method uh, but uh, more often than not it basically resulted in death and in one instance the injection of milk dropped the patient's pulse immediately to the point where it had to be resurrected with a combination of morphine and whiskey.
1: <laughs> Re- resurrected <laughs> uh, resuscitated you mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, you only lived 10 days after that operation of
1: Fuck, no wonder. I mean, it's, that's it. I mean, there's, there's there can't be that many doctors kicking about now that they reach for the morphine and the whiskey at the same time. It's just not a, it's not a medicine. Whiskey is <laughs> no, it's not a medicine. Um. Okay, something that I... I had one of these recently, Jack, and I've not had one... I don't think I'd had one in well over a decade before that, but I got a nosebleed about a month ago. I was sat watching the telly, and my nose just started bleeding like, fuck... And it was fucking horrendous. I didn't even realise at first it was happening. Um, it was horrible. Horrible. Um, but here, what, what I could have done, apparently, was um, prevented that from happening by using a red-hot poker or by doing something called bloodletting. Yeah. Um, this
0: comes
1: so, back again. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking sadist, man. He sounds like the guy who saw uh, Jigsaw. <laughs> um, he says, hold a red-hot po- uh, poker under your nose... Or putting a linen rag in sharp vinegar, burning it, and then blowing it up the nose with a quill. And that will stop you getting nosebleeds. That sounds like doing uh, some awful stuff just to to prevent the chance of you getting a nosebleed. I went 10 years without a nosebleed, without doing any of that.
0: Yeah, I I think it must have been primary school last time I had a nosebleed that I can remember. Uh, That's bizarre. But... Again, vinegar's there. Again, get a little bit of vinegar, stick that up your nose. Again, when was he kidding about? Um, Wesley's Day, Someone with nosebleeds might also get blood removed from another part of the body. Bloodletting <laughs> was a big thing, you heard of that before, yeah. Like, it would just bleed you dry from, like, we we'll just cut that bit and get some blood out there. Oh, just God. cut you there and get some blood out there. But that goes back nearly fucking up, over 2,000 years, basically. It was believed that every person... Yeah, I was, going to, I was actually about to say this before. Reading that, you basically had four humours in their body: black bile, yellow bile, phlegm, and blood. And any illness could be sort of boiled down to a, a like one going wrong, basically. So if your phlegm went long you could blood, you could get some blood out or cut that. But it was um, all very. This, this another thing as well with the old medicine back in the day. This went on for like eight hundred years. Didn't they fucking think to try something else?
1: Well, right. I, no, it's, no, I think that, it's that, that, yeah. that previous one was a great example of it in that it worked a couple of times but caused death all the rest of the times with the milk. Yeah. But they'll just like oh, it's worked once, it worked twice, so just, just keep going with it.
0: Exactly, exactly. Right, uh, we've got two or three, well, we've actually have got more than two or three left, so let, let's charge on then. Um, I'll let you take this one and then I'll take the next one because I don't know how I'm going to pronounce that word. <laughs> How do you get
1: out of the bruises, mate? Okay, well, the best way to get of the bruises is to find yourself a dead person. And what you use, particularly during the 16th and the 17th century, is use a powder made from human bodies. Um, basically, they used human bodies a lot in medical remedies back then, um, particularly in Europe. Um, they were used for headaches, epilepsy, and various other bits and pieces. People would actually go and loot uh, Egyptian tombs and graveyards and get bodies and um, they would basically create a powder out of dead people's skin and stuff like that uh, and ingest it via a drink. Um, this was made particularly popular by the French king Francis I, and this is a real person, apparently, Francis Bacon. Um, they both used <laughs> yeah, it. So
0: again, that's the thing. Bruises go away. Yeah. So, like, oh, he's drank that, It's went away. That must have went. Where is the cunt... You yeah, know, like, like his bruise still went away. So
1: yeah, if I got a bruise, it would probably take me longer to locate a graveyard, find some <laughs> dead bodies, turn it into powder, force myself to drink it, and then wait for it to work. In that time, the the fucking bruise will just go away on its own. It's madness.
0: Yeah, this next one is a very specific procedure. It's called xenotransplantation.
1: Well um, done
0: hi I'm thinking about it for ages now, and then I noticed that it's actually just the first four letters that are a little bit confusing. But anyway, this procedure involved the transplant, uh, the transplantation of the uh, of the interstitial gland from a chimpanzee into an 80-year-old man. So I again, mean, this, <laughs> is, this is just like one time it happened in the hopes that it would return some of his physical vigour. Um, There's an article online that details the procedure, quoting the inventor, Dr. Serge Voronov, saying this gland being vital to the male organism, it was naturally impossible to transfer from man to man. This led me to go to the nearest species of monkeys, which has been used so successfully in thyroid experiments. Later on, no surprises, this procedure was debunked,
1: Colin. No wonder. These poor monkeys get it all the time, don't they?
0: Yeah, but I'm pretty sure like you... It's not like full pig hearts, but I'm pretty sure there's some like like an aorta. If that goes wrong, in your hat you can use a piggy otter because it's basically the exact same, I think. Anyway, so you can put some animal stuff in you, but not uh, that that gland. The inter interstir- I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking say this. Go for inter, it. Inter interstitial interstitial that'll do. Um, but yeah. Don't be doing that.
1: Don't be putting monkey glands in you because <laughs> you might die. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Um, radium, Jack, another thing that's dangerous. Um, however, it was used to cure everything from arthritis to impotence. Yeah. Um, Once considered a legitimate medical treatment, radium. Um, ailments are supposedly cured and arthritis, impotence, and even just general ageing. Um, <laughs> there was a thing called the revig- revigator, or the ra- ra- Revigate revig- revig- revigator.
0: Um, Revigera-
1: revigorator i think, re- revigorator? Revigorator? I don't know it was some fucking nonsense anyway it was used in the early 20th century and it was a crock that combined water with radium and it placed in hundreds and thousands of american households now that we know that radium doesn't cure aging we've actually found that it puts people at risk of radiation sickness um apparently people that used this also had arsenic and lead leach out into the water which again isn't the healthiest thing you can be having in your body
0: Nah, no, they, n- they never really understood this sort of radioactive shit back in the day at all like, They used to make like kids toys that would the green with whatever radioactive substance that was And there was women that used to work in factories And they used to paint the, the numbers onto clocks or paint the numbers onto whatever um, kids toys And they would use brushes and they would, like, you know how, like a paintbrush You would put it in your mouth and lick it Yes to point. They'd done that and then like basically all of them died of fucking radiation poison over the years Jesus Sorry. Christ yeah, Susan's Soothing Syrup, um, the most famous one, this is what I was talking about earlier, uh, was Mrs Winslow's Soothing Syrup. Very popular remedy, uh, 25 cents and it would cure all. Um, basically, heavy percentage of alcohol and morphine is the answer. Um, along with others, this soothing syrup was condemned. Um, it was actually labelled a baby killer. And the article advised, if you value your child's health and life, Never use any of these preparations, which Jeez, makes sense. Nice. Yeah, don't pump your baby full of heroin.
1: Mm. Um, seems a, an obvious idea to me, but yeah, people didn't know back then, I suppose. Um, here's another book that's causing trouble: the Book of Physic, and it contained a remedy for patients with epilepsy. Uh, what it said to do was cook a strong man's hair. Right, <laughs> so yeah. not not a weak man. Strong man, mm-hmm. um and cook that hair with a deer leg bone. Okay. Then oh. turn it into powder once again mm-hmm. and then eat it, but not don't eat it straight away, Jack. Only eat it leading up to the new moon. Okay. Right. Because people, moon be- the... people believed that the moon affects seizures, basically. Okay. Um is this was as recently mate, it's two thousand and four. People were still writing articles <laughs> right. um linking the moon to the frequency of people's seizures. Um, they, For the record, back in 2004, that was recent article, they found no connection between the full moon and the frequency of epileptic seizures. But enough people were asking questions about it still in 2004 to warrant an article about it. That's
0: bad. A couple, a couple of the next ones are pretty short and sweet, uh, straight to the point. Basically, See, if you've got swollen eyes, the best thing to cure that is to get the eyes of a crab, basically. So... Uh, get a live crab Pull its eyes out And then throw the crab Back into the water And then put the eyes Not on your eyes Like Not like on your neck Obviously
1: Fucking hell Right okay So these eyes On your neck Will help your eyes And then you've got A blind fucking crab In the sea Fucked it's,
0: You've totally disabled Up a
1: crab Yeah Yeah. You'd be better off Just killing the crab Rather than putting making it blind
0: yeah. This is probably Quite a common one The next one here mate Like not The, the typhus But the just uh, The thought that
1: prayer basically yeah it's it's about as valid and stupid as all the other ones um so yeah typhus had a more religiously oriented treatment in the 10th century um a patient should go outside write a prayer on a piece of paper and hold it to their left breast um always makes me think of the Kirby enthusiasm scene jack uh where he's at the golf club and the member asks um asks larry to pray for his dad that's unwell Right. And Larry refuses to do it. He's like, yeah, he's like, "Why we not do it?" And he says, "Well, have you not been praying for him?" He said, yeah, I said, you have been praying for him." So Larry, <laughs> so Larry's, Larry's like, "So it's God up there thinking your prayer's <laughs> no good, waiting for mine." Uh, I'm not doing it. I don't believe in it. And the guy's like, "So how can you, how can you say you don't believe in prayer it's just because I'm bald?" That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, on it's
0: it's
1: brilliant. brilliant. Uh, do you like carrots? I don't overly like carrots, no. Like at Christmas time when you absolutely bastardise them and you glaze them in kind of sugar and honey and stuff like that, they don't taste anything like carrots. They're quite nice then. But other than that, no, not a fan.
0: Again, this physic book um basically was saying if you got asthma, seemed to always trying to be curing asthma. They didn't care about anything else apart from asthma back in the day. Um boiled carrots basically would treat asthma. That sounds that sounds pretty rubbish, to be honest with you. It's that Wesley guy again, who actually is called John Wesley. John Wesley. Uh, yeah, John Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> it was a British evangel, even evangelist. They go I'm very good at reading tonight, neither of his man. So, um, this next one's really interesting. I like you take yeah, this one because again, very specific.
1: Yeah, um, just re- just really quickly on that carrots yeah. one though. that's oh. the treatment was to eat nothing but carrots for a fortnight. Oh, that that would definitely kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so just eat boiled carrots for a fortnight. And that'll treat asthma i think i'd stick to the inhaler um but yeah uh, this next one is the whale hotel um this is an article from 1899 which reports on a hotel in australia where you could go for a rheumatoid arthritis uh you'd go there if you had that and the treatment is a nearby whale died and patients would be rowed out to the dead whale the whale would be cut up and a narrow hole made in its body the patient would then lay down in the whale's carcass (laughs) for around 2 hours. Um this process allegedly relieved soreness and inflammation. And here's the best part. The treatment was reported to be discovered Jack by a drunken man who was staggering along the beach near the whaling station <laughs> at O'Field Bay. He saw a dead whale cut open and he tripped and took a header into its decomposing blubber.
0: and <laughs> felt better after it cuz eh? he slept off the drink basically aye. Um, Right, that's the sort of weird and wonderful world of mad Remedies. We're going to quickly cover a guy called Robert Liston, okay, who was like, he he was a British surgeon, basically, noted for his speed and skill in an era prior to anaesthetic when, basically, speed made a difference in terms of pain and survival. He was the first professor of clinical surgery at the University College Hospital in London, performed the first public operation utilising modern anaesthesia and uh, anaesthesia, (laughs)
1: <laughs> She's out of
0: love <laughs> She she is all out of love She's trapped uh, outside and alone. Anaesthetic in Europe. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna battle through like some of the first that he done, and then I'm gonna leave his most famous case to you, right? Right. Okay. So he was the first professor, like it says, of University College in London, 1835. Performed the first public operation, like it says, using uh, anaesthesia in Europe on the 21st of December 1846. Um, his comment at the time. The Yankee Dodge Beach Miserium Hollow, referring to William T. Morton's experimentations with um, ether as an anaesthetic for extraction of teeth. You ever heard of that, ether? Basically,
1: it's just, it's just stoned as fuck, I think. Uh, this is going to sound really bad. The only, the only thing I've heard of it in is in Final Fantasy. They right, use it okay. in that game as, as, a, as, a, as a medicine thing.
0: Right, okay, so it's been, that, that's where they've obviously got it from. Um, he he invented see-through glass sticking plaster basically uh, bulldog forceps a type um, of locking artery forceps and a leg splint used to stabilise dislocations and fractures of the femur and still used today so he's quite, quite forward thinking right so he's invented all this stuff that's been really really helpful.
1: So far so good yeah.
0: So far so good now this story might be apocryphal Colin but let you take it away because it's quite um on oh, you go yeah okay yeah,
1: we'll so, so this is titled Liston's most famous case uh although Richard Gordon's 1983 book pays tribute to the other aspects of Liston's character and legacy as noted elsewhere in this article it's his description of some of Liston's most famous cases which have primarily made its way into what's known of Lister in popular culture Gordon describes what he calls Liston's most famous case in his book, as quoted verbatim below. Amputated the leg in under two and a half minutes. The patient died afterwards in the <laughs> ward from hospital gangrene. They usually did in these pre liston days. He amputated, in addition, the fingers of his young assistant, who died afterwards in the ward from hospital gangrene. He also slashed through the coattails of a distinguished surgical spectre, spectator, who was so terrified that the knife had pierced his vitals, he fainted from fright, and then was later discovered <laughs> to have died from shock. Um, this episode, this episode has since been dubbed as the only known surgery in history with a 300% mortality rate. <laughs> 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 the, the situation that Gordon labels as Liston's most famous case has been described as a pitiful. Uh, no primary sources confirm that this surgery did ever take place, however. But yeah 300 people wow well not 300 people three people <laughs> three, oh, sorry three people
0: 300 percent yeah three yeah 300 percent yeah because they fucked things up so that was a suggestion like i say, i'm pretty sure it was from scott and but we're always up for suggestions And that was one person that suggested that a patron and we've done a whole show of it so again if you ever sort of wanting to hear stuff give us a shout leave comments get us on twitter all that sort of stuff that we normally say but yeah um, I hadn't heard, I'd heard of some of these things, obviously, but some of them are quite new, so um, I quite enjoyed taking a walk down History Lane, Colin, as I always do.
1: Yeah, always enjoying finding out stuff like this. Um, it's good fun. Uh, so well done for, I was going to say well done for bringing it together, but well done for reading a tweet and bringing the tweet <laughs> together for us. So yeah, well done. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And thank you, as always, listeners, for uh, the content. We always like it when you guys bring stuff to us, so please continue to do that.
0: All right, guys, we'll speak to you soon.
1: Cheers. Bye.